the NFL's back, and that means it's time for our Minnesota Vikings to start their quest for a Super Bowl. This weekend, they take on the Green Bay Packers. Daniil Hunter might not be there, but the Nordy's podcast is here for you. Here we go. Purple Pride. Let's go. Actually, it's the Triple P Purple Pride Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Adam. How's it going? Going well. Going well. You know, we're feeling good. The NFL is officially back. Last night, the reigning Super Bowl champions and their racist-ass fans in Kansas City booed unity in our country because that's where we're at. Um, Before Patrick Mahomes and the defending champs whooped up on uh, the Houston Texans, did you watch the game at all? I did watch the game, and it... I don't know. I kind of went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is an absolute machine out there. Edwards Hilaire is definitely a new wrinkle for them. And I feel like every Chiefs fan thought that their their fantasy player underperformed, but that's because, like, every Chiefs player had, like, 17 points. Right. <laughs> um, so we're going to hop into some NFL talk here. Um, lots of games to go through week one. Uh, I think I would have picked the the uh, Texans against the spread. They were like 11.5 point underdogs. They almost covered at the very end. They gave up a field goal. Um, let's run through the rest of the games though quickly and give them give some of our predictions. All right, so we're going to do a little pigskin pick them here to start uh, Sunday's games to start here. We got Seahawks at Falcons. We'll start with the noon games here. Seahawks at Falcons. Seahawks minus two and a half. What do you like? At Falcons, I like the Falcons. I think the Seahawks have no pass rush. I think Matt Ryan has all day to throw. I'm going to pick the Falcons in a close game like 27 to 23. All right, I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover on that one. Jets at the Bills. Bills by six and a half. I think this game is going to be super ugly. I'm going to like, I like the Bills 16 to 10, meaning the Jets cover, but the Bills win. Yeah, Bills kind of getting a lot of love here early in the season. Obviously, tough AFC having to get past uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens and some teams like that, but people like the Bills early. I'm going to take the Bills to cover at home by 6.5. Game number three, we're heading to the NFC North. We have Bears at the Lions. Detroit favored by three at home. I think that the Lions cover this. I think the Lions are better than the crappy Bears. Uh, I think the Lions are going to win like 30 to 18. I'm a smart betting man. I know never to put my money on Detroit. I'm taking Bears on the road to cover the three-point spread. We've picked all different. We have. <laughs> uh, next noon game, we have Dolphins at the new-look New England Patriots. Patriots favored at home by six and a half. I like the Patriots in this one um, by a touchdown. I'm going to go Patriots 24, Dolphins 17. I'm going to take the Patriots to cover at home. New-look Cam Newton... Uh, I'm excited to see that. <clears throat> the Dolphins giving us Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, can't can't put my money on that. Patriots at home, six and a half. Uh, next noon game, we have Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington football team. Philadelphia favored on the road by five and a half. I'm picking the Redskins to... You're picking the who? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, crap. Um, I'm picking the Pigskins, my name for them, the Washington Pigskins, best name that they could be named. I'm going to go with the Pigskins to not just cover, to be my upset of wow. the week. The Pigskins win their first game. I'm taking the Eagles to cover five and a half points at FedEx Field. Moving on. We have the new look Las Vegas Raiders at Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, now the quarterback in Carolina. We have Las Vegas favored on the road by three points. Who do you like? I If this was anywhere but in Carolina, um, cross-country, three-hour difference in time, um, I... I'm sorry, is it three points? Three points. Carol, or Sorry, Vegas on the road uh, favored by three. This one's tough. I think Vegas wins. I think Vegas covers. They win by like four points. I can't put my money on Derek Carr. I'm taking Teddy Bridgewater uh, and the Carolina Panthers to cover the three points. I don't spread. like that one, but I'm going to go with Vegas. That's a tough bet. I'm probably avoiding that one. Uh, next noon game here, we have the Colts with Phillip Rivers. Going to Jacksonville, Phillip Rivers and the Colts favored on the road by 7.5. I would take the Colts plus 9.5. I'm going to go Colts. I think they kill a crappy, crappy, like semi-pro Jaguars team. I'm going to take the Jaguars actually to cover. I think it's week one. We don't know what we're going to see here week one, right? I thought Thursday night's game was kind of a typical Thursday. I thought the pace of play was actually a little better than I anticipated. Um... With some of these bad teams playing, especially in Jacksonville, gross game. Glad glad the Vikings game is on at noon while that one's on. I'll take the Jaguars to cover minus 7.5. Uh, here we go. Last noon game, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored by 7.5. I like the Ravens to win the game at home. I like the Browns to cover. I think the Ravens win by... Six or seven points. They don't cover. I'm going to go with the Browns on that There's one. some big spreads this week. Huge spreads. People think that this is going to be a blowout week. New coach going against the reigning MVP, uh, the, the one seed from the AFC. I understand why. Um, I think the Browns will keep it close. 14 win Baltimore Ravens last year. Browns week one cover seven and a half. That's a lot of points week one. Uh, I'll throw my money on the Browns to cover. We're moving on to the 305 games. We have the Los Angeles Chargers. At the Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals, Chargers favored by three points. Tyrod Taylor, by the way, no more Phillip Rivers. Haven't seen that in, what, 17 years, 16, 17 years, it feels like. Uh, Joe Burrow's first game, a lot of the experts are saying avoid Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do you take here? Oh, I hate this game. I will never bet on this game. I don't love Tyrod Taylor. I don't love a always banged-up Chargers team on the road. Um, the Bengals have no defense at all. I think I'm going with the Chargers, but I'm, I feel very uh, iffy about that pick. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Again, that's a gross game. Uh, no interest in watching that one. Take the Chargers with the points. Uh, moving on, we have the team of the offseason here, the Tampa, the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's first game in Tampa mm -hmm. on the road in New Orleans. Tough first matchup. That's a good game, though. I'm oh, excited to watch this I one. I can't wait to watch two old-ass great quarterbacks going at it. Um, great rosters, good coaches. Um, what's the line? New Orleans favored at home by three and a half. Mm. I'm going to pick Tampa with the points. I'm going to say that New Orleans wins the game by three. Tampa covers. I'm going to take the Saints at home early here. 
Looking forward to watching this one. Can't wait to I'm watch that game. I'm going to take the Saints with the points, three and a half. Moving on, our last 325 game of Sunday, we have the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals traveling to San Francisco 49ers coming off their Super Bowl loss. San Francisco favored at home by seven points. Who do you like? Uh, I think that there's too much hype behind the Cardinals at this point. Uh, I think the the Niners humble them and win something like 31-21. to 21. I'm going to take the Niners. I'm going with my upset pick of the week. <laughs> Your Arizona Cardinals come into to San Francisco and not only cover, they also win the game. Okay. That's my upset pick of the week. Upset Kyler pick Murray. of the week, you have the, the, the Cardinals over the Niners. My upset pick of the week, I have the Pigskins over, over the, Eagles. the Eagles. Here we go. Moving on to Sunday night. Of course, it's week one Sunday night football, which means the Dallas Cowboys are playing. Dallas Cowboys traveling to L.A., Kind of a Vegas upset here. Dallas favored on the road early by two and a half. Who do you like? I like L.A. to win the game. I think that the Rams are a good team. They just gave big money to Aaron Donald. Obviously a huge contract last week to, uh, to uh, gosh, what's his name? The, the cornerback. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, highest paid defensive back in NFL history. I like a rebound year from the Rams this year. I know everyone is jumping on the Cowboys bandwagon. If you listen to me on the Nordies podcast, I said the Cowboys are going to lose in the Super Bowl. So I am drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm not drinking it week one. I'm going with the Rams to win the game. I think this is my va- my Vegas value bet of the week. I'm calling my bookie. I'm slamming my money on the Rams at home with the two and a half points. So I'm taking yeah. Rams on that one. Moving on, we have two Monday night football games as it being a week one NFL tradition. Our first game, 6-15, our time here in the Central. Uh, Big Ben is back with the Steelers. Steelers traveling to the New York Giants. Kind of a poopy game. Yeah. Pittsburgh favored on the road by six points. Not excited about this one. Who do you hate got? this game. Um, hate the Giants. Hate watching them. Kind of hate watching Pittsburgh, too, hate to be Pittsburgh. honest with you. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I'm taking I think the Giants at home with the six points. Don't feel good about it. Six points to me is stay away territory. I think that this is Vegas saying, we're not really sure, so just don't bet on this game, please. Final game of the weekend, 9-10 Central Time. We have the Tennessee Titans coming off their AFC Championship run here, traveling to the Denver Broncos. Tennessee favored on the road by 2.5 this is an intriguing matchup. Uh, this game has 17 to 13 written all over it. I just think uh, who's going to end up with the 17. I'm going to go with Tennessee covering on the road and winning a close game. Yep, I'm taking Tennessee in a traffic jam, covering two and a half points. I wouldn't feel excited about playing a fantasy player that plays on either of those teams no. in week one. No. Um, that'll wrap it up for us here with our pigskin pick em. Uh I don't know. What do you think about the week one matchups? I'm really excited about the Sunday late games. Sunday late games are fun. Like I said, I the football was a little bit better than I expected on Thursday night. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who can stay healthy early in the season here. Do you think the NFL games early are good? Is the, is the games on Sunday sloppy and you come away impressed? I think we're just going to be so thankful to have football back. And as long as there are games like Thursday where they kind of kept their flags in their pockets and kept that game moving under three hours, um, I think the football is going to be fine. I just think you're going to see a lot of missed tackles. So I think fantasy scores are going to be through the roof week one and maybe week two, week three before those defenses start to catch up and tackle a little bit better. 
So speaking of injuries, the Vikings are dealing with their own injury issue, and that is star defensive end Daniil Hunter, who has been out with a tweak, as Mike Zimmer called it, um, is now on the three-week um, IR, missing the first three games for sure and maybe beyond. The team doesn't sound that optimistic about him. And it came out with uh, Courtney Cronin, who said that uh, – she writes for ESPN, right? Yeah. Courtney Cronin from ESPN said that uh, – it's a neck injury for Daniil Hunter. So this is really worrying to me. I'm starting to think that Ngakwe was brought in not to complement Daniil Hunter, but maybe as a short-term replacement for right. Daniil Hunter. So, uh, guys, last week, our Purple Pride podcast, episode two, it was only available on Podbean. We talked a little bit about Ngakwe, what we were expecting. We were excited about it. We didn't, we didn't really know what to make of Hunter basically missing you know, his two full weeks of practice there. My level of concern right now on Hunter is through the roof. I think the three-week IR is generous. I think when you're dealing with neck injuries, those tend to be pretty serious. I'm really concerned that we won't see Daniel Hunter in 2020. I am very worried about this injury. I, I really am. I think that they are too, and that's why they've been so close to the vest with it. Um Everyone thought, oh my gosh, Hunter and Ngakwe, how exciting. But I know that the team was excited about uh, Denebo as well. Right. And so now I'm starting to think, uh, and I, you know, we kind of talked about this before, I kind of think that this was a replacement move more than it was right. a, anything else. And, and the Vikings have proven time and time again, when star players go down for them, that they are willing to, to put the chips in and trade their draft picks and they did it again. So do I think that this is going to drastically change the Vikings season this year? No. I'm saying no just because let's not let's not get out of the Odenabo Kool-Aid because we've talked about guys before Odenabo ESPN's number 1 rated uh, breakout star under 25 years old. There's a lot of upside with Odenabo. His his numbers obviously took fewer snap, snaps last year than Hunter, but he had a higher percentage of getting to the quarterback than Hunter did last year. We're in a good position, right? We're not in a doomsday scenario here with Ngakwe and Odenabo, but it's concerning. It's concerning, and I just think at this time, I am going to brace for the worst if we get Daniel Hunter back during the season <clears throat> and he makes an impact. That is going to be a huge bonus. It will lead to us having maybe the best pass rush in the NFL. Um, but yeah, it's something to be really, really worried about. Now, before we dive into the Vikings-Packers game this weekend, which is definitely the main event here. Um, let's quickly just go over some Vikings tidbits and news. Um, first up, uh, huge contracts going out to Patrick Mahomes this summer, and uh, obviously one last week going out to Deshaun Watson, um, moving our guy Kirk Cousins down to just the seventh highest paid quarterback in the league. Last year he finished uh, sixth in PFF, seventh in QBR, 13th in quarterback rating. He's somewhere around the six, seven, eight, nine best quarterback in the league. He is very properly paid, and I every time that another big quarterback signs, it really shows you that the Vikings nailed his value for a quarterback in his prime, early thirties, um, you know, at the top of his game. I mean, at this point, if you guys are still questioning the Vikings front office and how they manage contracts, you're sleeping. Okay. These guys know what they're doing. They have the best cap guy in the NFL. Rick Spielman is is good. He knows what he's doing. Kirk is where he needs to be right now. Um, you know, I'm excited. This is probably the year I'm most excited for Kirk. 
he's going to have a little bit more comfortability being back again with Kubiak, um, taking the reins full-time here. This dude's someone that's just been bounced around, right? It's tons of new offensive coordinators. New, You had a new head coach situation coming to Minnesota. New offensive coordinator every year yep. that he's been a starting quarterback. Right. Six years now. Right. Uh, so, yeah, guys, let's see what Kirk can do with a little bit of more comfortability here. Uh, third season in Minnesota. He's comfortable. He knows the offense now. Uh, obviously, no uh, digs is a little bit scary. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit more coming up here, but I think this is Kirk's season to have his best season yet in Minnesota. I agree. Um, another guy who we need to have a good season is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook looks to not be getting a contract, making him a free agent at the end of the year. Do you think this is uh, Dalvin's final season with the Purple? I don't, due to the fact that we can franchise tag him next season. So, like I, like we talked about in episode two, he doesn't have any leverage here. Um Obviously, he he's gonna show out this season. His whole thing is, can he stay healthy? Uh, you know, that's just a common concern with Delvin, obviously, and that's why I don't think you pay him a, a huge, massive contract like we just saw with Joe Mixon. The, he, Joe, the he, Joe Mixon scenario is bad news for us. Yeah, it is. Um, Kamara's gonna get his. It looks like too. Yep. They're all kind of in that same boat. So yeah, I think uh, I am gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that this is Delvin's last season with the purple. All right, next talking point here. I'm going to sound the alarm on this one. I'm really worried about Justin Jefferson. We're hearing a lot of hype on a lot of these rookies. If you guys obviously are in fantasy football leagues, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. A lot of love for Henry Henry Ruggs, Michael Pittman Jr., obviously CeeDee Lamb in Dallas, even being the the number three there. Ayuk in San Francisco, Rieger in in, uh, Philadelphia. Crickets on Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Can't beat out BC Johnson. I'm concerned. I'm sounding the alarm in Minnesota. I'm worried about Justin Jefferson. I'm going to disagree with you here. I think that the Vikings are extremely happy happy with Justin Jefferson. I think that these rookies all across the league are going to struggle mightily. I think all of them are. Even the ones that the teams are really excited about. I think Justin Jefferson will turn out to be a really good pro um, I think he's going to look a lot like Irv Smith did last year at a different position where he has some big games where he shows out and is one of the best players on the field, and you see it. He's going to have other games where he has one catch for nine yards. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Why is it that on a team who's who, guys, we, we were concerned about the depth at wide receiver for the Vikings, uh, obviously we had some cuts last week. Holland's a little bit of a shocking pick not to make the team. Um I just can't see a scenario where you can't beat out BC Johnson and it's just crickets on the news about Justin Jefferson. I'm worried. I bet we've Ju- been burned before. I bet Justin Jefferson plays 40% of the snaps and BC plays, you know, 60-ish percent of the snaps would be my guess. Um, I think there's some sets where they're both on, both on the field, but I do think you're going to see more two tight end sets this year, and that means either one of BC or Jefferson needs to be on the field is all. Um, I think Jefferson is going to be just fine, but it's all about continuity. The teams that keep it the same, same quarterbacks, same running backs, all the linemen are back. We added some depth pieces there, but we bring even our backup linemen back. We bring both of our tight ends back. We bring back Thielen. We bring back BC. 
I think they're just trying to say, dude, we had 14 padded practices. We haven't had a preseason. BC knows the offense better than Jefferson does. He's going to get those first looks. By the end of the year, Jefferson will take that spot. And if he doesn't, then we can sound the alarm. <laughs> All right, let's move on this weekend. Big matchup week one. Green Bay Packers traveling to Minnesota. Minnesota favored at home by two and a half. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers beating the Vikings in both games last season. Let's let's move on to some talking points here. I'm going to start, guys, with some Vikings-Packers over-unders. I'm going to ask Eric how he feels about some uh, prop bets here. We'll discuss, and we'll move on. Here we go. Kirk Cousins, week one. Kirk Cousins, over-under, two touchdown passes. How you feeling? Is it two exactly? Like it's, The line on this is two. Um, I like Kirk to throw under. I like Kirk to throw one touchdown pass. I think he throws a touchdown pass to Kyle Rudolph. Seems about right. Um, I'm going to go under, but that doesn't mean that Kirk had a bad day. I think Kirk will play well, but I don't think his stats will be crazy. Next prop bet, guys, we have Delvin Cook. 99 yards over under. I am going to go Delvin Cook over 99 yards. I think Delvin Cook rushes for 143 yards and two touchdowns. I think a Delvin over 100-yard day equals Vikings win. I think Delvin under 100 yards equals a Vikings loss. When we last saw the 49ers, you saw the Smiths, Zadarius, and Preston Smith, the, you know, the... Grew, you know, the, the crazy pass-rushing duo. They love to get so wide to rush the passer just to put their hands on the ground and go. The problem with that is that teams like the 49ers who can run the ball, who can run that stretch play and cut it back up, which is Delvin's strength, is going to eat up the Smith brothers. Packers have a good defense. The Packers have a terrible run defense. I think Delvin exposes them. Moving on, prop bet number three. Guy we just talked about. Justin Jefferson playing in his first NFL game over under two catches. Justin Jefferson in this game will have three catches for 37 yards, so I'm going over. Final prop bet for the Vikings side of the ball here. Ngakwe coming off, not a lot of time practicing with the team. Don't think it necessarily matters all that much at defensive end. Are you taking Ngakwe over under one sack? I'm going with a push. Ngakwe will get his first sack, but only one. All right, let's move on to the other, the team to our east, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, only four touchdowns in his last four games against the Vikings. That's kind of a wild stat line. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, over under, two touchdowns. This is a push. Aaron Rodgers will throw two touchdown passes. He'll throw one to Adams, and he will throw one to uh Rand- Jones. Insert random Packers wide no, no. receiver. Aaron Jones, running back Aaron Jones. That's All right, two well, touchdown passes. Uh, okay, well, I guess that changes a little thing for our next prop bet. Aaron Jones over under one and a half touchdowns. I'll take the over on that for sure. I'm going to take the over. He's going to have a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Aaron Rodgers over under one interception. That's a push. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw one interception, and it's going to go to Anthony Harris. Last but not least, guys, Vikings were a little concerned about the O-line. Packers, pretty good pass rush last season with the Smith brothers, who we talked about. They're actually not brothers, but we're going to call them that. Uh, Packers getting two Kirk Cousins on Sunday over under two and a half sacks. I'm going to go over two and a half sacks. I'm going to go with three sacks. 
for the Packers, which is not good. Three sacks is trouble for us. It just can't be like that Niners game where it was like seven sacks. So I am going to go with some pressure on Kirk. I think the O-line will hold up pretty well, though. All right, what is your Vikings keys to victory on Sunday? Um, not getting bullied too badly with those two. Uh, the Stefan Johnson, Watts interior linemen can't get bullied too much. Um, it's not like Ngakwe is a great run defender either. Um, it's going to be getting off the field on third downs just like it has been for eternity with Aaron Rodgers. Even though he has declined considerably, he still can make plays. Um, and then... You know, on offense, I think it's going to be running the ball effectively on first down. Getting those second shorts, I mean, it's just formulaic stuff to how to be good in football. But I think Delvin Cook, early and often, Alexander Madison spelling him, uh, and Cousins, you know, not having to deal with third and long situations all day, letting those Smith boys pin their ears back is the way that the Vikings win this game. Obviously, some things to watch out for here. Obviously, a concern being a Minnesota Vikings fan every season. Our offensive line has to come to play on Sunday. Uh, a little bit, it's a little bit easier playing Aaron Rodgers when we have a full stadium. Obviously, our good DNs and pass rush can get off the ball. That change is going to be a little different this season. Uh, a lot of inexperience in the secondary, which obviously doesn't bode well having Rodgers in town. Not that afraid of Rodgers anymore. He finishes the 22nd ranked quarterback in football last year. He's on the decline. Not worried about Rodgers. Not, not that he can't. It's funny because it's like anything in, in America in 2020. If you say that you're not worried about Rodgers, people will be like, you know, like everyone will want to fight you on it. I'm not saying that Rodgers is bad. It's just Rodgers used to be Superman and now Rodgers is the Green Lantern. Yeah. Like he's still a superhero, but like no one's really that worried about him. Looking back now, two guys, Packers offseason, solid, maybe F grade, D minus. <laughs> None of the draft picks have worked out. First round quarterback Jordan Love, who we obviously didn't expect to see, is going to be the third string quarterback on Sunday. Uh, rest of the Packers picks have no impact on the roster. Packers free agency, a dud. We had Devin Funches, wide receiver, signing in the offseason, obviously opting out for the Packers. Uh, my keys to, the, to victory on Sunday. Forcing some turnovers, obviously, at home. Delvin Cook over 100 yards. Kirk Cousins over two touchdowns. I don't know. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling okay. Uh, Vikings obviously have a tough schedule early on. First six weeks are going to be tough. If we can manage to go 3-3 three and three after our bye week seven, uh, season gets a lot easier. Yeah, I think it's about survival, staying healthy earlier in the season. I think you'll know how good the Vikings are uh, by a month into the season. Um, I, I can't stand all the hate for the Vikings around the experts from ESPN to CBS to PFF to every everyone is picking the Packers, it seems like, even though the Vikings are the favorites. Um, everyone is disrespecting the Vikings, even though they won a playoff game against the um, already crowned Super Bowl champion New Orleans Saints on the road last year. Uh, the Vikings bring back pretty much everyone outside of Stephon Diggs, and for some reason everyone thinks that Mike Zimmer and the Vikings have lost it. I'm sick of the disrespect. I think that the Vikings get it done on Sunday in a close game, 27-24. to 24. I'm taking the Vikings to cover the spread, the 2.5-point spread. Vikings 23, Packers 20. We'll go into our final topic of the podcast. Vegas likes the Vikings right now. Vegas favors the Vikings to win the NFC North at minus 165. 
Packers two to one favorites to win. Bears at four to one. Lions at five to one. Kind of a traffic jam. They're kind of daring you to throw some money onto the NFC, uh, onto the Central Division here. Where do you see those rankings? Let's rank those in your opinion: Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions, and where you see them finishing. I like the Vikings to finish ten and six, getting the four seed in the NFC. Uh, I think they will host a playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think the Packers will finish eighth in the NFC at nine and seven. I think that the Lions will finish seven and nine, and I think the Bears will finish five and eleven. I'll take Vikings to win the division. Run it back when this happens on us, guys. Packers are finishing in second, Lions in third, Bears in fourth. I'm going to agree with you there. We are drinking the Kool-Aid. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. It's dangerous. Let's let's throw out our final predictions here because it's before week one. We yep. can look back on this and celebrate, or yeah. we can all forget it and pretend like this didn't happen. <laughs> you have the Vikings going 10-6. and six. Yeah. You know what, guys? We've been through a hell of a 2020 we're feeling really bad. We can use some love. I'm taking the Vikings to go 11-5. and five, Okay. Win the Central. Mm-hmm. Have a high playoff round. Win a home game. Mm-hmm. And lose at San Francisco. Let's go. That's fine. That would be a successful year. I mean, it sucks every year to go down. You want to win the Super Bowl every year. It never has happened for us. It might never. Um, I don't know if this year's the year, but I know that we are going to be a good football team this year. Also, guys, let's break let's break the trend. In the past 10 years, the Vikings have not made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. Really? Isn't that shocking? That is shocking. So let's break that. Let's get back to the playoffs. 11-5, and five, you heard it here first on the Triple P Podcast. 10-6, and six, Triple P Podcast. We both think the Vikings win double-digit games. We're taking the over on the wins. We're taking them in by a field goal, you know, covering the spread against the pack this weekend. We are not afraid of you, Aaron Rodgers. We are not afraid of you, Alan Lazard. We are not afraid of you, Jordan Love. We are not afraid of any of the freaking Packers, except for maybe Clark and the Smiths and Alexander and some of those guys on that defense. Dude, also, I wish we were going. I wish we were going in person on Sunday. I Ugh. thought I thought the crowd situation in Kansas City looked pretty doable. It looked very doable. It looked very doable. Yeah. I wish it was opening up on Sunday, but it's not. So we'll all be watching together from our coaches. Let's get it done. We're going to get it done. And here's the thing. Uh, if we were there, uh, you know, in the words of Kirk Cousins, if I die, I die. If I die, I die. I'm rolling with <laughs> you on that one. Also, guys, hopefully you guys are listening to this prior to Sunday. Um, let's all plan 1149 that we start on the dot with a Skull Vikings at 1149 in unity from your own couch together. Let's okay. do this together. I love that. We'll, we'll post a video. <laughs> Skull Vikings at 11.49, guys. And at 11.59, right when Fox is kicking in, we all do yeah. the Skull Clap. Skull Clap. <laughs> yep, you're right. You're right. That's what we got to do. All right, guys. That's all the time we have this week on the Purple Pride podcast here on the Northeast. Uh, hopefully the Vikings pull through. We'll be back next week with either a fan line or event line yeah, situation. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, after the game. So we'll, uh, we'll be back with you guys early next week, previewing week two against the Colts and hopefully celebrating a win against our bitter rivals, the Green Bay Packers. That's all we have for this week. Oh, like it.